Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers. Ooh, 189. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you know what? I knew it was 189. I just yeah. wasn't sure what I wanted to say about 189 because I've had a story uh, of the last two weeks about how I remembered the episode. From the Mets. It was Mets related. And I don't have anything I want to talk about Mets related from 1989. <laughs> uh, I believe that was the year of the earthquake in the World Series between the Giants and the A's. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm David Brody from Elvis in the Morning Show, and that over there is Jamie from Light FM. Hi, Jamie. Hello. We watched this episode like a week and a half ago because they released it a week early. Yeah. And it was the se- the second half premiere, but it was actually the first half finale that they stopped uh, filming because of the pandemic. So it was released late. We found out this week on Talking Dead, they had filmed everything except the last scene and so they had to all go back six, eight months later to film the last two minutes of the show. I know. That was crazy. And because of that, Garrett Dillahunt, who plays John Dory, couldn't talk about anything that happened in the episode, nor oh. could he talk about other projects he was working on for fear, no pun intended, of people thinking, well, he's got other jobs. He is. Something must <laughs> happen to his character. Uh, spoiler alert, John Dory died. So oh. I assume you're all caught up. I yeah. did say spoiler alert. That was letting you know I was about to spoil something. Yeah, John Dory's dead. Very sad. Oh. And uh, I've got a problem with the actor on many counts. Oh. With Garrett, which okay. I'll, I'll get into. I'm fuming mad. I need to hear this. Well, you should listen to this podcast. <laughs> I've often I recommend, do. <laughs> I've often recommended this podcast. Uh, it's, I think it's entertaining. It is. We, we're snappy banter. Snappy banter, left and right. I got liked again. My tweet got liked again. 
It did? You, well, you, you sent it to oh, me. Oh, I sent it. Oh, yes. You should, it you should read your own tweets. <laughs> Jamie, I, I feel like I feel like you're not actually in your own world. You're just watching it on television. <laughs> well, because it actually, in all fairness, was like over a week ago, I think. <laughs> okay, so first I tweeted something at Jeffrey Dean Morgan that his Negan was fantastic. Yeah. And he liked it. Yes. Which is cool. If he runs his own account, very cool. Very and, cool. And then, and then I tweeted, I think I tweeted something, uh, The Walking Dead related or the same tweet. And the walking at the Walking Dead liked the tweet also. That was very cool. And Jamie's getting more excited than I am, which is the best part. <laughs> I texted you. Tweet. Yeah, I texted you the screenshot. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, she, she texted me the screenshot, all excited, <laughs> uh, celebration emojis, balloons, cakes, <laughs> champagne glasses it's clinking, so, uh, the, the the dress, the girl in the red dress dancing. It was crazy about, and then an eggplant for some reason. Uh, was that hey, supposed to represent Daryl? Supposed to tell us that part. <laughs> what do you mean I was supposed to tell us? You already know. Or, or Jamie. Tell, tell, the, uh, tell the people. Tell Jamie, the is, that is everything just one blur to you? You're <laughs> learning about the podcast. That's how I live my life. <laughs> You're learning about the podcast by being on it. You're learning <laughs> yeah, about tweets you sent and emojis you sent. I can't remember what I did this morning, so I this, we're going back a while. Uh, apparently, yes. So <laughs> uh, so anyway, so uh, the episode we watched it, and interestingly enough, on AMC Premiere, they also put on Talking Dead early. Yeah, they did. So when we recorded last week's episode of, of uh, Walkers and Talkers to talk about Here's Negan, we had already seen the episode of Fear and couldn't say anything. That was hard. I'm sorry, what? Uh, what that was difficult. Okay. I know, <laughs> what, I know what you're talking about. I, what what show's going on where you are. So uh, well, I'm going to weave in some news stories that, that have to do with the show. And I'm not going to do a line-by-line, scene-by-scene breakdown. I just want to have a, just a, Jamie and I are going to have a conversation about it because, oh, I'm flaming mad. I don't know if I've <laughs> mentioned that before, but I'll say it again in case Jamie wasn't listening to the podcast. I was listening. You're flaming mad. So uh, this week, uh, uh, I got an arrival from eBay, my copy of Negan Lives, Ooh. the second solo comic for Negan. Very right? cool. Here's Negan was the first one. So this one... This one takes place after The Walking Dead ended, the comic book ended, and it's him living in the cabin, I guess, on his own, and then it, uh, what happens after that? I'm not going to spoil anything. Go read it. Okay. Uh, in fact, I haven't finished reading it yet, but I'm excited to read it because I'm all pumped. I'm all Neganed up now from, <laughs> from Here's Negan, yeah. and now there's all kinds of speculation that the, the reviews are in, the ratings are in, huge success. Yay! JDM's getting cocky about it, and now there's a lot more talk Ooh. about a spinoff for for the show. We we brushed on this, uh, brushed over it last week a little bit. Yeah, uh, talked about it, and uh, there was like, oh, maybe they'll do it. So, so I've read a couple of different articles with theories. One is that the show would be about how the saviors got formed, leading up until the season six finale, where he walks out of the camper. Okay, that's that's okay. good. I would love to see that. But we already we know a lot of the backstory from you know people talking and remembering things that happened, and so another theory I saw was maybe they would do it from the time The Walking Dead ends, and then like either in a mini series or a se- one season, and it ends with him dying. Oh, right, like heroically yeah. dying at the yeah. end, kind of thing. Or they could technically kill him in season eleven. And then bring him back in flashbacks, you know, to Tell the beginning story. of the Saviors. Yeah. But then exactly. you'd have to, you'd have to. Now, I, I, I don't want to be wrong about this because 
it's a very funny one-liner. And uh, let me make sure I get who wrote it. So I said, oh, if you, if you do a flashback, then you have to get all of the actors who were on. So you have to get Simon back and, and Dwight back and uh, a rat. and You know, a lot of the people. And, and oh, Pat, yeah, rat. Tatneck. Tatneck would have to get, you know, come back. And so I tweeted about it. And, oh, it was T. White Sr., who's coming back uh, with tweets hardcore after being <laughs> off the planet for a while. He wasn't, he wasn't uh, tweeting at us for a while. And he said, so, I, so I, I tweeted that we have to bring back all the actors. And he said, I think it would be great. Hopefully I can get everyone, especially Fat Joey. I need a Fat Joey origin story episode, which made me laugh very loudly. <laughs> if you don't remember Fat Joey, he was the fat guy and his name was Joey. Yes. And I believe Daryl shot him. Or, uh, yeah. kill, Daryl killed him and then... Yeah, then got away on the motorcycle, right? Right, he, he killed him with a, with a pole or whatever it was. And that was the scene where everyone was speculating they tuned down the violence. Because they didn't mm. show a lot of him killing Fat Joey. Yeah, it was a more gentle death. For and for part. a split second, you felt bad. Fat Joey was like, oh man, I, you know, I, uh, uh. you felt bad for the fat bastard. <laughs> Um, by the way, uh, Fat Bastard, not the same character. Fat Joey no. did not, was not in Shrek. <laughs> not Austin Powers. Not Austin Powers, right. Uh, by the way, uh, Shrek was Mike Myers, not Austin Powers. Just, <laughs> just so we're all clear. Uh, Fat Bastard, rather, was Mike Myers. Right, you said he was Austin Andy, Powers. Andy was Shrek, so he, you're right on both. Well, yeah, I'm just saying the character of, of, of uh, Austin Powers didn't play Fat Bastard. Yeah, yeah. Do I make you horny? Get in my belly. It's not the <laughs> get in my belly. Not the same. Not the same. Anyway, so I have the, uh, the here's Negan. So there's uh, a lot to bitch and complain about, which I will do. Uh, but you have uh, some Jeffrey Dean Morgan news. I've I've put you in charge unofficially of Jeffrey Dean Morgan news. So let's get that out of the way, and then we'll we'll talk about some other some other issues. Okay. So on to JDM news. His son is actually going to guest star on The Walking Dead, which I am so excited about. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan was a guest on The Late Show with James Corden last week. I think think The Late Late Show, right? Oh, sorry, The Late Late Show. Right, The Late Show's with Stephen Colbert. Yes, The Late Late Show with James Corden last week. And he told James that his son, Gus Morgan, who's 11, will be guest starring on the series as a Featured Walker in oh. episode five of the se- of the final season. Featured Walker. That means yeah. he must. Does he kill somebody? I mean, I, why would a Walker be featured unless? And we don't normally see eleven year old Walkers, so right. he's going to definitely stand out. I'm now, excited. Does a, does a young character on the on the on on the Walking Dead that uh, like Herschel? Does Herschel kill a kid sized Walker? That would be interesting. Right? We don't or know Judith, yet. Would Judith hesitate? Before killing a kid walker? Oof. So that's what I'm thinking. Maybe one of the kids kills the kid walker. I feel like the kids are going to be involved somehow or see it or be involved. Mm, But that would be very interesting. Because, yeah, he's only 11 years old. I'm looking forward to that. Now, if he's holding a bat, that'd be a little weird. (laughs) A little like a wiffle ball bat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, My buddy, uh, Kirsten Acuna at Insider.com. Again, never met her. But she's my buddy. Anyway, she wrote an article about how the showrunners considered making other characters the ones that saved Morgan after the season finale. So, uh, spoiler, Zoe Coletti, who plays Dakota, Dakota admitted uh, to Morgan on the bridge 
she's the one that saved him. So we had talked about maybe it was Madison or Sherry. And she said, I'm the reason you're alive. I saved you at the Gulch. The dead followed you. They were on top of you, about to eat you. But I was there. I killed them. Wow. And she said she followed her sister and the, the entourage to the Gulch because she wanted to watch her sister go down in defeat. Hmm. I still don't know how she followed them. They were in, I mean, they were in vehicles. I, I don't either. I would, when she told that story to Morgan, I'm like, what? Yeah, how did she follow unless she, <laughs> like, whoa. she was in the back of a truck kind of thing? I don't know. She's sneaky. She sneaks in places. So yeah. I don't know. She did something. So Andrew Chambliss, one of the nerds that writes the show, uh, I'm sure he's a good person. He's kind of nerdy looking. He <laughs> said, we batted around some ideas. I think um, we talked about maybe making a cherry briefly. But ultimately, what we what drew us to Dakota being the person who did it was having it be someone whose reason for saving Morgan was so antithetical to what the what his reason for kind of fighting through the physical pain, the emotional pain that he's gone through this season. Adding that Dakota reveal kind of pulled the rug out from under him. So he said he, uh, he spent the first half of the season thinking, the reason I'm alive is to save Grace, to save her unborn child, and to yep. set them up in a place where they can live. So... When he talked about it, he saw, he assumed it was some, you know, white knight, some some nurse, you know, some miracle worker that saved him and gave him a purpose in life. Yeah, wrote him a note, and right. All that, and all that. Right, and Dakota said, "I wrote you the damn note too." <laughs> so Dakota, by telling him that, was saying to him, "I kept you alive. So you can kill my sister." Oh. Uh, so Chambliss says. That comes as a complete shock to Morgan. It's going to send him on a little bit of a journey where he questions why he is still breathing. I, I got to be honest, I'm a little done after like 12 years of TV shows, roughly, of Morgan going on a journey. He goes on a lot of journeys. <laughs> Morgan, forget about the fact he went from uh, Virginia to Texas. Uh, mental journeys. That's all he does is go on journeys. Journeys. He's always looking for meaning in life. He's always going, I got to rethink things. Uh, he's too, it's too deep. I mean, he's too deep for me. Like, I couldn't hang out with Morgan. Oh. I'm like, Morgan, she saved your ass, just be thankful. Just move along. It, it is what it is. You killed that person because. That person saved your life because. It doesn't matter. Like, it, he's got he's to he think on it. He gets philosophical. Right. So now, is his life a whole, is a sham? Is he going to go back to his friends in Alexandria now and show up in the Commonwealth? Who knows? He's going on a journey. Well, the journey for Morgan. <laughs> All right. Are you done with Journeys and Morgan's uh, Journeys? Uh, he's been on a lot. He must be tired. Yeah, he's tired. Okay, so let's talk about the episode of Fear. Did you like it? I loved it, but I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad too. So, uh, before we get to the full breakdown, I want to take a quick commercial break here. But I'm going to play an ID. Just a reminder, an ID is when your celebrity says, Hey, it's me, the celebrity, and you're listening to you know, whoever I say you're listening to, and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and sometimes... We've been playing. We've mostly been playing ones of cast members of The Walking Dead, and so I have a limited number of ones on my laptop. Some of them I, I edited at work, and I didn't bring them home with me, so I can't play them all. And so I started looking on my laptop for ones we hadn't played in a while. So on last week's episode, I played Seth Rogen. Oh yeah. Right. Who brought you, preacher? It's, a, it's Seth Rogen. <laughs> and and uh, I played the one where he mentions your name, because I also have one where he doesn't mention your name. Oh, yeah, thank you, because I was out that week or something. Right, <laughs> and I played the Chris Hardwick ID, so those were our two oh, commercial I breaks. Oh, I love that one. However, I found one, I don't think we've played it before, 
He's one of the reasons why I'm in this industry. He's my childhood idol, one of my childhood idols. And I got him to do an ID, and I, I get chills thinking about it, and I don't think we've ever played it for this podcast. So here it is. Enjoy this unearthed celebrity ID as we go to commercial. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to David Brody and Jamie on Walkers and Talkers, your one-stop shop for all things Walking Dead. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. How about that, Jamie? Weird Al Yankovic. Huh? Wow! Did you not hear him? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, well, he, that's, he said your name, my name. How about that? Uh, um, well, that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, so again, I, don't I know before. you're a big fan. Oh, please. I, I grew up listening to uh, his music and started writing song parodies, and that's how I have a job in radio. So <laughs> so thank you, Weird Al, as always. I, I, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting him. I've had the pleasure of interviewing him twice. Very cool. And, and both times I, I, I've, I've told him, I said, you are, I owe you a lot. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, you'll be silly. You know, he's got that voice. Oh, so, I'm glad you're so nice. I love when I hear Oh, my God. Like he, he's, Weird Al is, unless, you know, listen, he could be the devil in his home, like, you know, private life. <laughs> but in public, <laughs> he hugs you. He's oh, just I a, love that. He's a big goofball. He's like, um, he's a goofball. He's like, hey, oh, my God, nice to see you again. He's just, oh. he's just goofy guy with curly hair and the nicest, sweetest man. And that's all you want. When yeah. you idolize somebody's work, you hope that their personality is worth uh, idolizing. You know? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
I get. I know what you're saying. And now I've I've grown up where I'm um, I'm at a point in my life where I have multiple IDs from. I have him saying my name. I have him talking about walkers and talkers. I mean that's you know very cool. weird out. Anyway, so uh, some things that happened in the episode. John's depressed. Because, you know, June's not there. She didn't follow him. And shame on June. Again, we talked about this last week, I think, a week before. You chose a hospital and helping people. I get it. Because June's giving you a hospital. She's an awful person. <laughs> she took away your freedom. It's, it's, again, I've, we've talked about this, I think, on this podcast. It's like when organized crime members build a wing on a hospital, right? You're like, oh, they okay, they did a nice thing, but... They killed people to get that money and sold drugs and all kinds of, again, allegedly, yep. allegedly. 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 And if I could just say, speaking of organized crime, do you watch uh, Law & Order? I don't. So I'm a fan of Chris Maloney, and I loved him on Oz. Did you watch Oz back in the day? Um, I, no, but that's on my list. So we had him on the Elvis Duran Morning Show a little long time ago, late 90s when Oz was on. Unbelievable show. Awkwardly painful to watch sometimes and Oof. disturbing. That's what I heard. The, acting's, <laughs> the acting is unbelievably good. But it's disturbing prison life and it's just it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Maloney was fantastic on that show. Anyway, so he left. Why am I talking about this on a Walking Dead podcast? Uh, I, I want to talk about it. I'll, I'll talk about it again on the Brooklyn Boys, I'm sure. But Maloney uh, was let go or his contract wasn't renewed like 10 years ago on um, Law & Order SVU. They just stopped paying him. Oh. And so they didn't explain where he went. They didn't write him off the show. Oh, he that's was, awful. He just disappeared. They didn't make up a backstory. They just like, yeah, he's gone. We don't know where he went. He just, he just, he didn't show up to work. Uh, roughly. I mean, I didn't watch it, so I don't, I'm telling you what I read in the articles. They're just gone. So a couple of weeks ago, at this point, week and a half, whatever it was, they brought him back to the show. And then an hour later, the, like the next hour, was the spinoff. Right? Yeah. So... Uh, you got to watch uh, S SVU and then his organized crime show, which is why I mentioned organized crime because of the show. It's now Law and Order organized crime, oh. and so you watch the first hour, right? Then the then the characters and the plot continue on the same day into the second show. Wow, it's like a two hour show, but yeah. technically it's the second show. Okay, yeah. So I watched both of them, and when the second one ends, it's continued in the third one. You have to watch organized crime again. They totally hook you, which oh, wow. I did. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's my problem. And again, if you listen to the Brooklyn Boys also, you may hear the story again, a shorter version or maybe a longer version. You know me. It looks like they filmed the first episode, the SVU episode, before the pandemic or at the start of the pandemic. Okay. And then they filmed the organized crime show late in the pandemic, like October, November. Okay. But it's supposed to be the same day in the world of the show. Ooh, the reason yeah. I say this is in the first show, nobody's wearing masks. And they, they reference that the person in the hospital, that someone in, is in the hospital, and they say, well, you, you can't go visit them because of COVID rules. Only one person's allowed. Right? So they reference the pandemic. So they wrote it in, yeah. But really, no one in the background's wearing a mask. There's like two masks in the background. Oh, geez. There's not a lot, right? Which is weird because if it took place in New York, at the time it looks like it's taking place, everyone should have masks on. Okay? Ma mask central it should be. And if, if you don't want to have masks on the stars of the show, because you want to see their faces and you want to hear them talk clearly, then everyone else in the background you'd think should have masks on. People on the street would be walking by, but nobody of is. Of course. 
Fine. Yeah. Then cut to the organized crime show, which is the same day, right? Now, almost everyone in the background has a mask on. There's people playing basketball. They're, they're wearing a mask. They were, most of them wearing masks. I'm going to yep. call mask bullshit, but I want to save uh, that story. Yeah. I'm going to save that story for the Brooklyn Boys uh, okay. next episode. <laughs> I think 172. Uh, I'll talk about the mask bullshit. I'm not going to give it away now. But there is there is one scene where Maloney goes to a school because he, he wants to talk to the professor in the auditorium, like this uh, auditorium seating lecture hall. Yeah. And everyone in the room has a mask on but him. He comes in, sits down. He sits down ne- like in the middle of all the kids. What? And they all have masks on and he doesn't. You would be yelled at. <laughs> yeah, so like you're a police officer and it wasn't a talking scene. He was watching the lecture. So oh, he could have put the mask on. He needed a mask. Right. It wasn't like they couldn't put a mask on or whatever. You could have put a mask. It doesn't make yeah. any sense in the show. But I find it interesting that there's such a difference in masking from the morning to the evening on the same show. Yeah. It's interesting. And again, I, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. But they they filmed the scene in, in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which is the neighborhood over from where I grew up, and they showed the Verrazano Bridge. So I was like, hey, it's the Verrazano Bridge. But that's it. Like I was like, oh, there's, there's my bridge. That's it. <laughs> I got that out of it. Like, that's what I got out of it was they showed my bridge. So, all right, there you go. All right, so then I went off on organized crime tangent. So, uh, Ginny, awful person. June chooses Ginny and her, and her alleged hospital over John. Awful. So, John now looks like he's going to kill himself. He's cleaning yeah. the gun. He's getting the gun ready. And I don't remember why. He took, oh, he, he took the door off for some reason of his cabin. Do you remember why he took the door off? I think it just literally fell off, or it was gone because he was trying to replace it all episode. So yeah, right. So there was like there was no door. So yeah. the door being gone saves his life because walkers are washing up on the beach again. Right? Remember the the bridge had a hole in it, and the walkers were washing up. Yeah, they're they're going down river again and washing up on his bank. Right. So he sees a walker as he's about to kill himself, and he shoots the walker because he's a, he's a marksman, right? And then yeah. he goes back to trying to kill himself. And then another walker comes up and he shoots that walker. And so every time he tries to kill himself or he's about to, and I don't really think he was going to. I think he thought he was going to. But he, was, he's, he decided to shoot the walkers. Okay? And he, he never got, missed. He's a great shot. Right. Well, he did miss when Morgan was being pulled away by the horse. Oh, well, yeah, one time, yeah. Yeah. Big marksman he missed. Okay. Uh, and then, if I remember correctly... Morgan and Dakota show up. He runs into them because he's going, he went for supplies. He went to the uh, video rental store. Oh, where he right? signs his name. Yeah. Right, he signs in and they're in the closet. Dakota patched up Morgan because he was wounded. And that's when you go, oh, Dakota has some mending skills. Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> right. Uh, one of Ginny's men comes in, they don't kill him. Uh, then the guy gets on a horse and he, he lassos Morgan. And that's when they have to shoot him. They shoot him. And uh, Morgan says, you got to come help me because uh, they have our friends. And please come back with us. And he says, I'm not helping you. I'll help you get across the bridge because the bridge is full of walkers. I'll get you across the bridge and then I'm not coming. Because he wants to kill himself. He wants no part of it. He certainly doesn't want to see June after she, you know, dissed him like that. So Morgan says, all right, you'll, you'll help me across the bridge. Now the bridge is filled with walkers behind a barricade, right? So the, the walkers can't get over the bridge. And they want to cross the bridge because that seems to be the only way, of course, to get where they want to go. 
And there's a hole in the fence, which is why some of the walkers are falling over the side into the river, right? The same way they were back when we first saw them and John had to fix the hole in the fence. Apparently there's another hole in the fence now and they're falling back in, which is bad, but except they saved his life. So they decide to drive a pickup truck, have Dakota drive the pickup truck, and the two of them are going to be in the back and kill all the walkers. Yep. Now, I said this at the beginning of the season. Remember when all the walkers were in the pen in that location that Ginny put them in to kill all the walkers? Oh, yep, yep. And I said, why didn't they just have one at a time come out? Instead of opening the gate and letting the walkers come out one at a time and killing them one at a time, they put doors on the front of the pickup truck, which, by the way, let's call pickup truck bullshit for a second. (laughs) So there was a movie by Woody Allen called Sleeper. Okay. It It was in the 70s. A brilliantly funny movie. And it's about this guy who was put in suspended animation by accident, whatever reason. I think they thought he was somebody smart, right? Okay. They find him in suspended animation in the far future, right? And they wake him up and they say, we want to know all the secrets. We want to know everything that happened in the, you know, in the 70s when they put you in this, right? They think he's a famous scientist. I don't want to give the whole movie away. But he's a dummy. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> At one point, he walks into a cave. Now, this could be a, 70 years in the future. I don't remember. It's a long time ago. And he walks into a cave, and there's an old Volkswagen Beetle from the 70s. The original Beetles. The bugs. The bugs. He gets in it. It starts right up. What? That's the joke. That's the joke. It's a comedy. Yeah. The joke is, oh, the car, it's a Volkswagen. You can't kill them. They're great cars. It starts right up after nobody started the car for like 100 years. Okay? That's what I was reminded of when they want to drive the car that they were in, but of course the bad guy shot the engine, and now that tr- the, 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 the SUV doesn't work. Yeah. So he says, oh, I, ha- I have my grandfather's old truck that my father worked on, or whatever he said, but it hasn't run since I'm a kid. Oh Which, if God. you do the math, is like 35, 40 years ago. It's a long time. So Morgan says, oh, I, 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 can, I can get it started. I can take some parts from the, the new car, put it in the old car, start that bitch right up. <laughs> and and you right seize up. after a while. They rust and, they see, and there's yeah, no oil in them. You, you can't, holes rotting, all this stuff. You can't just jury rig the thing. But they got it working. It was an old truck from what looked like you know the 50s or 40s, an old truck. Yeah. They put the doors on the front like a cattle pusher. And, and they decide to drive through the walkers. Why they didn't let the walkers out and let them roam, like they wanted to get across the bridge, right? Yeah. Okay, open the fence. And see make where some, they go. <laughs> and, oh, right, and, and make some noise, have them follow the truck, loop around them, drive across the bridge. I agree. But it had to, it had to, it had to be dramatic. <laughs> well, it was a good scene, but you, you shouldn't sacrifice smart writing for a good scene. Yeah. So I'm calling lazy writer bullshit <laughs> on the two nerds that write the show. That's how I'm going to refer to them from now on. Okay. If you're listening to the podcast, nerds, I'm sorry, but you got to work on your writing. So they, they kill all the walkers, right? One of them gets stuck under the wheel. Oh, because, man, that was messy. Because of course oh. it does. Dakota's driving. So Dakota's driving, and um, was it? Yeah, John gives her a gun. Yeah, his gun. His gun, one of his uh, six One of his, yeah. So that in case she has to shoot something, she can use the gun. And she did use the gun. She She did did. shoot a walker on the hood of the car. Now, I'm not an expert on windshields, but they're driving a truck that's 70 years old. She shoots through the windshield. 
I know the bullet went through quickly. I would imagine the windshield should have broken. That's what I would thought. If you're a glass expert, and not just a glass expert, if you're a 70-year-old windshield glass expert, now maybe the windshields were built differently in the 50s and they were thicker, but I still feel like the windshield would have cracked more. So I'm calling windshield bullshit. <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm going to go ahead and do okay, it. Okay, go for it. Thank you. I don't know if I mentioned <laughs> this earlier, but I'm mad. Mad, mad, Flaming mad. mad. Flaming, Flaming mad. mad. No, uh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> Just mad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah. So they, they managed to get through and kill everybody. Kill all the walkers. And by the way, I'm doing this all from memory because I didn't take any notes. Morgan says, okay, John, now that we've cleared, you got, you got to come help us. You, you got to go and come with us because Morgan's on a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Journey. Uh, yeah and, he, journey. And, and, and he says, I'm not going. He says, I'm not going. Oh, I forgot something. It's the, it's the old mention something you know is going to come back later. So you mentioned it for no reason. Yeah. When they go back to John's cabin and, and uh, Morgan found the Scrabble letters that said goodbye, June. Ooh. He knows that that uh, John was going to kill himself. Yeah. He calls him out on it. I forgot to mention that. Also, he's got... Remember in the episode where John's trying to find the killer? Yep. He found a small piece of a, a knife handle. Yeah, like almost like a bone handle or right. something like that. Right, a little that. triangle piece with a little blood yeah. on it. So Dakota finds that, of all people, finds it in the cabin and says, Oh, what's this? Oh, of course she does. <laughs> Bitch should know what it is. <laughs> Because it's and he says that's the piece from the knife handle that killed the guy from the murder I'm trying to solve, right? Yep. She says, "Oh, all right, okay, like you know, whatever." Okay. At that point, you're thinking they brought that up for a reason, which means as I I think we both talked about Dakota killed him. Yeah. Spoiler: Dakota Camden, killed him. Camden, yeah. Okay, Camden, right? Okay. Oh, Cameron, Cameron. Cameron, whatever is Cameron Manheim, whatever killed somebody. <laughs> Cam, Cam Newton. <laughs> And I, oh my God. So at that point, if you are her, right? Yeah. We find out later she has the knife. Idiot. Wouldn't you throw it out knowing that I better throw it in the river? I would walk my ass right down to the river and go, I'm going to stretch my legs and throw it right in the river. Throw it right in the river. (laughs) Or just put it in like like you're washing your hands and just put it in and like leave it there. Or something, like do something with it. Do but anything. She, she keeps it on herself. I think it was in her boot. Yeah. Maybe, but it's it's the murder weapon, and he's got evidence. Oh. And you clearly don't want to be found out. Yep. Right? Okay. So I want to just mention that. So back on the bridge, Morgan says, you're coming with me. And uh, John says, I'm, I'm not coming with you. I'm not, doing, I'm not on a journey, bitch. I'm not coming. <laughs> so Morgan calls Virginia. And by the way, whatever happens next that I describe is Morgan's fault, ultimately. it's Again, it's like, uh, Rosita not looking at the bat. Mm, look at the bat, Rosita. Look at the bat. Morgan calls Virginia and says, I want to meet. I want to make a deal. I want to get my friends back. And so he says, uh, meet me at the general, uh, the cabin or the general store? Uh, the cabin. The cabin. He, he, he sold John out right down the river. Right down the river, no pun intended. Literally. <laughs> so John's like, what the fuck, Morgan? Like, what are you doing? I just lost my home now. Even though it has no door. Yeah. I think he, he put a door on at some point. Whatever the case. So Morgan's like, I had to do it, John. I got to snap you out of this. Got to make you part of it. You have to come with us. It's not Morgan's place to do that. It's not his call. Right. I'm going to take he, away your home. He made it his call, but it's right. not. So, so, they, so he gives up the location of, the, of his, his safe place and walks away. I don't remember why he walked away, but he walks away. 
right? He, he walks away. Yeah. At that point, John's there with Dakota. They've built up a friendship, it looks like. He's taking that's very what, good care of her. That's what it looks like, yeah. But she made comments earlier in the episode about why, what, what does life matter anymore? And he said, you know, you're getting a lot like your sister Virginia. And he, she's like, yes, yeah, so? So they already had a conversation laying the groundwork that she's a little twisted. That she doesn't <laughs> value things and, you know, like she said, why do you want to solve that crime? What's the difference? Yeah. Right? She already laid that groundwork. So I forget why, but one of the walkers isn't 100% dead. And she trips, and he and he grabs her by the ankle. I don't remember what John was doing. Maybe John was, what was John doing? He was kind of by the by the edge of the bridge there, kind of by the fence, just kind right. Of he wasn't watching what chest. was happening. Yeah. So it's got her leg. She pulls the knife out of her boot, stabs it in the head. The murder weapon. Right. Now you know John's looking for the knife. Hello. Pull that shit out. So she doesn't. She left it. Right. She left it in the in the walker's head. I don't know if it was stuck. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. John says, what's that? She's like, what? And he takes the knife out. Oh, boy. And he's like, this is the murder weapon. Right? So she basically confesses and says, like, who oh, gives a shit? Like, it's uh, whatever. She acted like, yeah, and? <laughs> and she, she, at some point she says to him, you know, he was going to rat me out. He found out I was sneaking out at night. So I did it. What's the difference? Nothing matters anymore. And she pulls the gun on him. His gun. Oh, shit. Now the guy who wanted to kill himself doesn't want to die. Yeah. He says, look, you don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Maybe my purpose in life is to help you. And she says, you can't tell anybody. You, you, I, you, I can't go back there. They, I can't, they can't know because if Morgan finds out, he won't let me in his new, his new world. He'll and that's what she wants more than anything. Now, John could have said, look, part of we don't live in Lawton anymore. Yeah. I'm not a cop there anymore. It's not my job. I don't care. That's what I would have said. I'd be like, you know what? I don't care. I cared back then. I don't care now. I'm not going to tell Morgan. He didn't. He didn't fight for himself enough. He didn't lie enough, and he did one of those. You know, you don't want to shoot me. Yeah, you don't want to do this. Not realizing that she's a, a psychopath and doesn't it's care crazy. about his life anyway, so she shoots him in the heart, roughly. My like a God. Right. And he's like, "What would you? What, what the?" F and she says, basically, she says to him, "Hey, it's not always personal. Things don't have to mean anything. Like, I just doesn't matter to me." Because he's, like, well, he's like, you don't want to live with this. You don't want to. And she's yeah. like, yeah, I don't give a shit. And then she pushes him off the bridge. Holy shit. When Conven she did that, I'm like, oh, shit. I thought he would have a second of like, oh, right. my God, what did I do? Conveniently, of course, he's standing right there by the opening. Yeah. And she opening just bullshit. pushed him over. I'm like, oh, my God. So he does the slow motion sink, gets to the bottom, sees a picture of his father at the bottom, which, by the way, some of the YouTubers I follow, one of them said, well, it's, bu it's bullshit. It, it wouldn't have been so clear. He wouldn't have been able to see the picture clearly underwater. Hey, hey, genius. I'm not going to call you out, but that was for our benefit. It was clear so we could see who was in the picture. It wasn't clear so it would look like it was clear underwater, you dimwit. Okay. So I'm, I'm calling YouTuber bullshit. So he gets that look of determination. He swims back up to the surface. Blood everywhere, like a, like a, like a Jaws movie. Yes. What does he end up on? The door. The door. Door bullshit. <laughs> the door. So the episode's, called, door bullshit. the episode's called The Door. And yeah. I think part of it's because there was no door. He, he killed the walkers because there was no door. And then he lays on the door. And he says something like, it's not time yet. Something like that. Like, I'm not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not that time yet. He wants to fight. He's decided he's going to fight. So he floats down the river. At that point, Dakota sees him. And she's going to try to shoot him as he's floating down the river. Not sure why she didn't try, 
But then Morgan comes up and he goes, what did you do? What did you do? Because John's not there. Right. <laughs> and so she says, oh, I killed him. Because he's going to rat me out. He puts the night, the, the big uh, swing and axe thing to her neck. And she says to him, you, you can't kill me. I'm going to reason you're alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As we already discussed, she says to him, I saved your life. I wrote that note that inspired you. I did all of that. You're lucky to be here. It's like confessional. You have hours. one job. <laughs> you need to kill my sister. Oh, my God. And he had that look like, oh, my God, another journey. He had the look. Like, I, <laughs> another journey. You know, I want to go on a journey. <laughs> not, not doing the journey thing. So he basically has to give in to her because what choice does he have? He kind of doesn't. He sees John floating down the river. We cut to uh, John's cabin where Virginia's there, some of her men, and June is there. And he walkies Virginia and he says, hey, uh, John's been hurt badly. He's floating down the river. Oh, my God. Like, conveniently, they're at where the river opens up because he And they're all sitting in John's cabin right now. Right. And he, she, he very quickly says, Dakota did it. Oh. I don't know. I don't remember if Dakota was standing there when he called, but he, he ratted her out which I don't think he was supposed to do. I don't either. Right? So June's like, oh, my God, what's, what's going to be, what's going to be, what's going to be? So uh, John comes floating down the river, and she sees him. Now, if you remember, this is a complete juxtaposition of when June floated down the river, and yep. John found her barely alive crawling down the river. So you, you see him, like, barely moving, where, like, he's really low on blood, she better save him. She goes running yeah. with the kit. Now, you guys know what happened, but before we get there, i got to just take another quick break. Here's uh, and I, I don't know which ID I'm going to pick yet, so I can't okay. use it. But Because the, the, we're, we're not listening to the IDs live. I put them in a little behind the scenes. I put them in after the fact. Because we're, we're not recording this in the studio. Yeah. Uh, Jamie has to send me her audio. I have to sem assemble everything. Yada, yada, yada. So, <laughs> I don't know which one I'm going to use. But I'm going to use one of them. Anyway, here it is. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, this is Stephen Ogg, Simon, from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. They make excellent gelato. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. 
Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Okay. So I hope you enjoyed that one. I don't know what it was at this point. <laughs> All right. So she sees him pull his head up, and for a split second, Jamie, did you think John Dory was still alive? A hundred percent. I thought he was. Now, I remember it, it, is, a, it is a mid-season finale. And I, I did, know, but I just I know. was. And I, I'm the guy who complained a couple episodes ago, nobody dies anymore. I know, you did. It's your fault. The last main character on the show to die was Nick, right? That was so long ago. And, and Charlie shot him. Which yeah. is why I gotta say, I think Dakota shooting John was really a ripoff of Charlie shooting Nick. What is with these kids with the guns? Yeah. And so you know, Nick wanted off the show. They're like, let's have Charlie shoot him. <laughs> yeah. And we'll talk about why uh, Garrett Dillahunt's off the show in a couple of minutes. So the kid shot him again. The young girl, except they forgave Charlie, and now she's one of the Scooby Crew. Yeah, I imagine yeah. they're not gonna they're not gonna um, forgive Dakota. I'll tell you, I would like it if Charlie killed Dakota. Oh my God, that would be amazing! Yeah. Oh my God, I would love that. Or or, ba- or Herschel, little Herschel. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Herschel's not not born yet, or roughly, he's about to be born, based on the timeline. So it couldn't be him anyway. No. Okay, so John is a walker, and June has to put him down, and that scene was filmed in October. The entire rest of the show was filmed in March. That The last part, the hardest part, of course, was like six months waiting. Right. So D- Garrett Dillahunt talked about how he, he knew he was dying. We'll get to how long ago he knew he was dying. But he knew he was dying, and he, he was about to film the death scene in March when they got shut down. He got other jobs from March to October, movies and a TV show, but he couldn't tell anyone about the new stuff, and he couldn't talk about the old stuff for six months while they were on hiatus. He was in limbo. He was in double limbo. Super, <laughs> yeah, double limbo. Super secret double limbo. <laughs> That's an Animal House reference, if you've ever seen the movie Animal House. Double secret probation. One of the greatest comedies of all time. Okay. So June puts him out of his misery after he caresses her arm, and she plays with his hair, he, oh. he was sort of a new walker at that point, so he wasn't moving very quickly. He was a baby. He was baby walker. And they CGI'd his eyes, so he said, I don't have to wear anything in my eyes. I just yeah. That was cool, because I'm like, oh, man, the contact. But he didn't have to do any of that. No, they just CGI'd, because you only saw him for a few seconds. Very cool. And he's dead. So, I was pissed. I tweeted I, cried. At, I tweeted at fear. I'm like, you guys suck. Like, I know you <laughs> want to... I, I, didn't, I didn't know the backstory, right? So, I watched Talking Dead. And I, I don't have the audio, but go watch Talking Dead again if you can. On the show, on Talking, okay, let's let's talk about Talking Dead. Okay. Okay. Garrett Dillahunt's on the show, and uh, um, Lenny James, Jenna Elfman. Right, right, right. And and uh, one of the writers. One of the writers, yeah, uh, right. And he says on the show that they they came to him 
in the middle of last season, season five, and and talked to him about leaving the show. So he's known for a while, right? Yeah. And he talks about how he's going to miss everybody, what a great experience. And so I'm thinking, wow, they decided to kill him off because, you know, the writers, it's going to affect everyone differently in the show and, and how they handle the death. And, you know, they all go on their own journeys. You know, everyone's going on a journey. It's all about the journey. You know, and, and different people will react differently to his death and how important the death is because he's so important on the show. And I'm thinking he's the best character on the show other than Morgan. Well, if oh, any, absolutely. They're they're the top two. And I like sure. Alicia. Don't get me wrong. I like, I like Alicia. She's I, badass. I, I do too. But he's but like, he's the cowboy. I love his character. On a steel horse he rides. <laughs> Wanted dead or alive. Right. And they, they got him. So I, I took what he said on, on Fear the Walking Dead as, all right, they told him. So, nope, not the case. <laughs> First of all, yeah. speaking of Talking Dead, I guess because Fear's ratings aren't as big as The Walking Dead and the need for a Talking Dead isn't as great, there will not be a Talking Dead for the next seven episodes until <gasps> the finale. Wow. Because okay. there's eight episodes left. Okay, the first wow. seven, no Talking Dead. No Talking Dead, wow. Well, that's bullshit. I like the Talking Dead. He's doing it from home, uh, uh, from Zoom. From his little den or Whatever the cost of editing is. I mean, come on now. Yeah. But you don't think it's important enough? How are you going to build an, an, an audience of a show if you as a network decide it's not it's important not enough? Important. So you Agreed. Can, so you can run more reruns of bullshit on AMC? <laughs> I, I, is Hardwick too busy? I don't think that's the not, case. No. I feel like he would do it all the time. I think he would, too. I mean, we're doing episodes. We're here. We're yeah. showing up. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so, apparently, that's all bullshit as far as Dillahunt leaving the show. He did an interview with Entertainment Weekly, and he approached the producers of the show asking for an exit strategy during last season. Shocked. So, but he didn't say that on Talking Dead. He did not. He said he loved his time on the show, but was ready to move on. And he also said he enjoyed being a zombie for the brief period of time that he was a zombie on the show. So here's what he said. I don't remember exactly when, but it's something we've been talking about since season five. We had a lot of conversations between five and six about how John would exit. And they came up with this great idea, great and tragic and wonderful and believable in this world, for how to get him off the show. And at the same time, propel the story forward. Oh, it's always the propelling. It's always, oh, we're going to propel the story forward. Propel. How about write a better bridge scene? How about that? <laughs> I don't think it's a secret or anything. I love my time on this show and will always cherish it. Yeah, I feel like he'll forget like he did on the other show. I get a little antsy. He, he says, I get a little antsy after a while. And I'm not a kid anymore, and I have some things I wanted to do. And I'm just fortunate it worked out. He didn't say that on The Talking Dead. Nope. We'd filmed most of 608, which was this episode, pre-pandemic. It was the episode we were shooting when we were shut down. We were two days short of finishing it, and what we owed was the portion, the crawling out of the river, and June lovingly putting John out of his misery and preser preserving her memory of him. So mm. we shot that in October, I think. Somewhere yeah. around there, late fall, after they open things up a little bit. So, it's been more than a year that we've had to sit on this secret. I'm going to be quite relieved when this thing airs, and then I can move on, and everyone else can move on too. Boy, it sounds wow. like it's like an ex-girlfriend. 
He wanted he wanted out like uh, yeah. bad. I'm excited. Well, so at this point, I'm still thinking. Well, you know, he likes to move around. He likes to just go from job to job to job. Uh, one, he said in another interview that when he first took the job, he saw the cast and how talented they were. Yeah. And he said, I had hoped we would do all kinds of things, but then didn't follow up that line. So I got the impression they promised him more variety and he didn't get it. Because he said he, I'm talking that he loved, his favorite thing was like underwater scenes. And well, uh, he wanted death, more yeah. of those and... And more, like, I guess, action stunt type of things. Right. He didn't He didn't knife a lot of walkers. Maybe he wanted more action. I don't know. Yeah. He said, I'm excited for the future. Here's the line now. Here it comes. There's a lot of things I'll miss on the show. Obviously, a lot I won't. Ooh. So, that Very. says to me, I didn't care for the producers. I Ooh. didn't care for the heat. Right? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. He didn't wear a lot of, like, heavy costuming. It wasn't, you know, it was like a... Uh, Oh, like like Dwight has to wear the scarring on his face. Yeah. He wore a cowboy hat. That's about it. All right. He said, there's always a lot you won't, but I'm real excited for what the future holds. So in other words, he says, obviously there's a lot I won't miss. There's always a lot you won't miss, but I'm excited for what the future holds, and I'm real happy. I'm really excited to stay in touch with the fans. I'll see you on the circuit, which means he's going to milk it and show up at appearances <laughs> and conventions, conventions so that Jamie can spend $150 for an autograph. On her on her placemat. <laughs> it's placemat. It's framed in a wall. All right. In a wall? On a wall. Oh, it's in the wall. You're not going to see it. Yeah. The next homeowner will find it. Oh, <laughs> what'd you find? Money? No. No. Nope. It's all made out to Jamie. Damn it, it's worth nothing. Right. And by the way, uh, a big F you to Trevor Noah. I'm a fan of Trevor Noah's. But he made a joke about <gasps> The Walking I Dead. like this. He said, walkers live forever, sometimes too long. And he said, like The Walking Dead. Something I didn't like it. Don't, don't like that at all. Don't like that at all. I do not like that. Didn't like it either. So overall, are you mad at Garrett Dillahunt? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I, I think, and bit. I'm mad at the show, too, for just going along with it. So you there, Jamie? Easy. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I am a little bit mad at him and and at the writers because they just went along with the idea, like, so easy peasy. Like, yeah, I'll just kill him off. He's everyone's favorite, but okay. Well, I guess they don't have a choice, right? If the guy wants off the show... He wants off, they have to figure it out. I mean, I guess we're we're, we're lucky he did the half season? Yeah. He could have just said, you know, kill me in episode one or two. Well, Dale from The Walking Dead, you know, with the bucket hat and the... Yeah, sure, Camper Camper, Camper Dan. He wanted off. Yeah. Dale wanted off, and they they killed him off. He wasn't supposed to die then. Right, in the comics, he lasted much longer, but they changed the showrunner, and And he he didn't like that they fired the old showrunner, his buddy... He's like, yeah, kill me off. Yeah. You know, listen, I don't know. I can look on IMDb, obviously. Uh, I don't know what major projects he worked on, but you jumped off a show that was about to blow up. It was huge, and he just jumped off. I'm like, whoa. It's loyalty. It's loyalty. I feel. Yeah. So they showed a scene for the next episode. Uh, Virginia issues Morgan an ultimatum and a sneak peek uh, in an episode called Things Left to Do. She demands Morgan come back to the town of Lawton and hand over Dakota, or she's going to execute pregnant Grace in front of the rest of the gang. I know you want to piss Morgan off. You're really going to shoot a pregnant woman? That seems, seems, that seems not good. So Luciana, Sarah, and Daniel are all there uh, as well. Uh, and uh, that's the scene. Now, in the teaser trailer that AMC released, mm-hmm. Strand fires at someone in the direction of the lineup. We don't know who he shoots at. Yeah. 
Like maybe she was about to kill Grace and he uh, he shoots oh Virginia. God. It's very intense. They don't show who he shoots. Then there's a mad scramble. Her men are running behind cars and, and ducking and he's shooting. There's a big shootout. Yeah. So you're thinking, did, did he shoot Virginia? We don't know. We don't know what happened. Later in the clip, and you can go on YouTube and, and look for it, the episode 609 trailer of Fear, Strand and Salazar and a bunch of men on horses show up at the dam where Morgan's located. Mm-hmm. Now, is, is, is Strand in charge now? Because he's leading them. Well, he has the jacket with the little key, so he does have some authority. So Yeah, my, 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 my. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right, but who did he shoot? Did he shoot Virginia where he's I in charge know. now? I, shoot I Virginia. Know. Okay, wasn't that song by Train? Meet Virginia. Oh, damn it, okay. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, close enough. <laughs> he tells Morgan he wants justice. Now, I'm, uh, Jamie, does he want justice meaning Morgan needs to die? Or does he want justice because... Dakota needs to die for murdering John? Like, is he there to kill Dakota because he already killed Virginia and he's in charge? What you do you think? You can't tell what side he's on. Yeah, right what, now. what did he want? All right. And then Morgan says to Alicia, Can you talk to Strand? Which means Alicia and Charlie are still there. Yeah. Because they were going to run off. Yeah. What Shaita said was to the baseball stadium. So right. she's yeah. there. But I still think they're going back and we're going to see Madison in the second half. Maybe in the finale. Crazy. I just, I, I, again, when you it happens, I, I have more than a gut feeling. More than, oh, more than a gut feeling. I love it. Yeah. I can't, I can't tell you what, what gave me the gut feeling. I'm not allowed. What? I can't. I, Do you have secret news? I can't, I seek, I can't tell you. I can't, it's a secret, obviously. But I don't Dude, know, I don't know. I don't, you don't any, even tell me. Okay, I don't have any secret news about uh, Madison. But, but I, I have some inklings about some things. I can't say anything. I can't. Oh, I'm intrigued. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm sorry, for, uh, listeners. Remember, we're the talkers, you're the listeners in, in this scenario. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't tweet you. I can't DM you. I can't. <laughs> okay. So Morgan says to Alicia, can you talk to Strand, talk some sense into him? Now, is that Morgan trying to protect Dakota? Why would he want to protect Dakota at this point? I know all life is precious, but screw Dakota. Uh, so I don't I know what's going on. I don't know what. There's so much that could be happening right. now, that I, I don't even know where to start. Now remember, it's a it. it's a mid season premiere technically. Technically, that's yes. the way it was written. So when we see it, it's gonna it should be another big episode where maybe some more people die because mm-hmm. this should have been the kickoff of part two of the sixth season. Yes, you're right. So I need some. I need some. Uh, I don't care who dies at this point, as long as it's not Morgan. <laughs> Like a as lot long of, as it's not Morgan. I'll tell you, Marcus brought up a good point. Before we knew that John wanted off the show, he said, same impact, should have killed June. And I mm-hmm. said, I agree with that. I'm down with that. Now, as much as I like, what's her name, who plays... Uh, Jenna Elfman. I like Jenna Elfman. Had the pleasure of meeting her. So we had her on the morning show many years ago. Lovely woman. However, I think her character's getting a little one-dimensional and whiny. I Very whiny. And killing her... Would have made John Dory a different person and propelled his story forward. Sent him on a journey. A journey. Propel, a propelled right? journey. So you would have had the same impact of killing June instead of John, and John's a better character. But again, I, it, I wasn't, agree. It, wasn't up to, it wasn't up to anybody because Garrett wanted off the show. He wanted off. Yeah. So. Damn you, Garrett. We loved you. What are you doing? That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think it should be a good episode. I will break it down for you, as always. Uh, unlike Talking Dead, we'll be here for you. Yeah, we'll be here for you. They're After all, I was, I was on vacation last week. 
I know an you, episode, and you still did it. Now I don't want I don't want to I don't want to be talking deadish, but I, there may there may be there may be in the next couple of weeks there may be one week we don't do an episode and then we'll do a double episode. There might Ooh, be a week a where I, there may there may be a conflict, but it's not for lack of wanting. And okay. then when fear ends at the end of May, that's when World Beyond starts. Okay, that's a whole other thing. Oh, that, yeah, that's a whole other. They need to, they need to John Dory most of those people. <laughs> If, if Hope can, if, if uh, what's her name, another one, Hope's sister? Iris. Iris, if Iris takes a bullet or a bite to the neck, I'm good with that. I'm she's sorry. She's lead, though. She's, ter- she's terrible. Uh, please. I, no one's she's defending the most, She's the most cheater girl of them all. She's a cheater girl. Yes, she is. Yeah. I can't. She's like, woo, yeah, Disney Channel. Gotta go. Okay. <laughs> Jamie, I, I said this was going to be a short episode. I, oh. At this point, we're at like... We're almost at an hour. We're almost at an hour, 50-something minutes. By the time I edit it, it'll be three minutes, but, you know, <laughs> it'll be good. All right, Jamie, one week in a row, we got a streak going. Yeah. It is time. What time is it? It's time it's to time shut to this shut shit this down. down. Nicely done. Woo, nailed it. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.